Hey guys, it's Dominique and I am back with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. You guys, it's the week of Christmas and I'm so excited. Uh, I love Christmas, (laughs) y'all. It's one of my favorite holidays. Like, I'm looking at presents right now that I've wrapped, you know, for my like little sister and my mom. And I already gave my niece, some of my nieces and nephews, their presents yesterday. And it was so cute. But yeah, it's just a really good holiday season. So of course, because it's the week of Christmas, it's on Saturday. I'm just really, really excited. And so um, I definitely will continue to upload episodes as needed. You may get a bonus episode since it's a holiday week, but... I won't let you guys know right away. (laughs) So, you know, just be on the lookout. You may get a bonus episode. You may not. But who knows? You know, the Lord may use me. (laughs) But anyways, um, I just want to take this time to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to you guys who also responded whenever I put the question on social media about different topics that you guys would like to see. I got so many good ideas. And today I'm actually using one of those topics that one of my best friends gave me. If if Kalia is listening to this, I love you, sis. Thank you so much for this topic because it actually came on my mind at one point and I was thinking, okay, I'm not sure how I could, you know, really tie that into both the spiritual and mental health aspect, but I was able to, thank God. So, you know, I think it's a really good topic that should be discussed. And I feel like a lot of people may be interested in it. It's about gender roles. So for you guys who are tuning into this episode, just sit back. You may want to take a few notes. Um, It's going to be, you know, a lot of scriptures referenced in this because when I do the spiritual aspect of it it's going to kind of open the the realm of what I'm trying to make you realize in a mental health aspect so try to keep up <laughs> but I will go you know I will take my time I'm not gonna say I'm gonna go slow but I'm gonna take my time somebody said I need to make my episodes longer they need to be at least 40 45 minutes I ain't gonna say who that person is but <laughs> they know they're listening to this episode they're probably gonna text me be like so you throwing shade like yep I am <laughs> but you know y'all I be talking a lot so I got my water on deck that's why I be like I don't want to talk for 45 minutes but some topics required and I think this is going to be one of those topics that require a lot of teaching and a lot of breaking it down so without further ado let's jump into it okay I took a sip of water because <laughs> I'm like oh you know doing these these longer episodes like man my mouth getting dry so definitely gotta get water before I started but okay y'all the topic is gender roles and I want to make sure that y'all are hearing that correctly gender roles so I know we live in a society right now where huh (laughs) it's a lot of stuff as far as gender and sexual identity and sexual orientation like y'all because I work in the mental health field I have to educate myself on that stuff because, you know, I may get some some clients, especially since I work with the younger population right now who they are exploring like crazy. And, you know, even though I am a Christian and so because I'm a Christian, I am a firm believer that there are only two. God made two genders. He made man. He made woman. The end. All this other stuff y'all have. Because even when I was trying to learn it, it, it could get confusing. I'm like, sheesh, you know. I'm trying to educate myself on the LGBTQ plus 
plus community. And it's just so much to learn. And I still don't think that I know everything about it, but I have to educate myself because of the field that I'm in. But, um, you know, I know that the society is very fluid and ever changing, but gender roles is actually something that's pretty easy to understand. And that's why when the topic came up for my best friend, I was like, okay, you know what? There, there is a way that I can work that into, you know, the spiritual aspect of it and the mental health aspect of it, because really and truly we see gender roles in the Bible. If you guys think about it, I ain't going to jump too quick into the spiritual perspective yet. Let me start with the mental health perspective. So if we had to define what gender roles are, a gender role is a role or behavior learned by a person as appropriate to their gender determined by cultural norms. What does all that mean? <laughs> so what it means is I'm a woman, right? What are typical roles that women have in today's society? So when we typically think of women, we think of women as being nurturing mothers. We think of women being, you know, house oriented or family oriented in a way like we're more caring. We're more emotional. You know, we we give more. We think more with our hearts than we do with our minds. You know, we're not as analytical as men. And then going back to men, you know, thinking about what their gender roles are. Men, we have, so right now I'm talking about stereotypes and this is just what we're perceived as. Like men are perceived as the providers. They're perceived as the ones who are more analytical than emotional. They are, you know, breadwinners. They're the ones who lead. They're the ones who should set the tone and, you know, make the first move and propose. Like there's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to both male and female I actually was on social media and I saw a chart and it was like feminine stereotypes versus male stereotypes it was feminine versus masculine and on feminine y'all I saw all of this and it was just funny because it kind of shows you how stuff is evolving nowadays because the feminine side said not aggressive, dependent, easily influenced, submissive, passive, home oriented, easily hurt, emotionally indecisive, talkative, gentle, sensitive to others feelings, very desirous of security, cries a lot, emotional, verbal kind tackle all this stuff was on the feminine side. The masculine side had aggressive, independent, not easily influenced, dominant, active, worldly, not easily hurt emotionally, decisive, not at all talkative, tough, less sensitive to others' feelings, not very desirous of security, rarely cries, analytical, logical. And when I was looking at that chart, I was like, this must have been written back in the day. <laughs> this had to have been like made Way, way, way back in like 2000 when, when we was wearing Air Force Ones and baggy jeans and all this, you know, all the other mitts. Like this can't be in today's society because y'all, a lot of stuff has changed. So for one, when we see gender roles, you know, it goes back to the man and woman roles. Like if a man and a woman marry, who do y'all expect to propose? We expect a man to propose, right? And anytime we get on social media and we see a woman proposing, we lose our mind. What in the world are you doing? Why is she doing that? This and that. And it's because gender roles. The man is supposed to be the one who proposes, right? Because that's all that we've learned. The woman is never supposed to propose. The man is supposed to be the one who is the provider of the house. I'll never forget. It was a Facebook post talking about this woman who makes like, I think she was like a neuroscientist or something like that. And y'all probably know what post I'm talking about. 
and she made like 114,000 a year. Like she made a lot of money. I was like, sheesh, I need to go <laughs> into the field that she's in. But basically she made a lot of money and her husband, he didn't make that much. Like I think he made, I don't even remember exactly how much he made, but I think it was like in the 50,000 or 60,000, which really isn't that bad. It may have even been the 40,000s, but even if it was in the 40, 50 or 60s, that's, that's still not bad, but it's nowhere near as much as his wife is making. And basically it presented the question of she's the breadwinner and not him. And does that make him less of a man? And then also proposed the question of women of, would you be with a man who made less than you? There are a lot of women that was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I would be with a man if I, if he didn't make that much as I did. And there were some women surprisingly who was like, no, I would not, you know, because he's supposed to be, the breadwinner, he's supposed to be the one making more than me. There were even men who was like, hey, if she make the money, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like she can, she can have that, right? Whereas there were some men that were honest and was like, I would feel like less of a man if, you know, my woman made that much more than me. Because that's a substantial amount of money, y'all. That's like more than what he makes, a hundred some thousand a year. Like, yeah, she's in a completely different tax bracket than he is. You know, she's in the six figures. He's, he's not there, you know, and some men, they feel really insecure or they feel really self-conscious about that. Why? Because of gender roles. We have gender roles whenever we are born. And as you heard from the definition I gave, it is determined by cultural norms. So it goes back to culture. Our society is already, you know, put that the man should propose, the woman should accept the man should lead, the woman should follow. I do feel like those stuff has evolved because for one, we are seeing a shift. So of course, women are proposing now. Now y'all, I'd rather swallow rocks. <laughs> I'm sorry, they propose to a guy. Just because I feel like that's, you know, I, I do go back to the, to the Bible. I go back to that piece of the man leads the house. I even go back to that verse where it says Proverbs 18 and 22, a man who finds a wife, find it a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. That's what I'm on. Like he's supposed to find me. I'm not supposed to find him. And then, you know, maybe I'm getting, maybe I'm getting way too deep into it, but I'm thinking on my ther therapeutic brain right now, you know, as women, we are more, we think more with our hearts than we do like in an analytical perspective. Like sometimes we could make the wrong decision when it comes to men, right? That's why I wouldn't be so quick to propose because we may think that, you know, he's all good and dandy and that's my husband. And then later down the line, you realize, oh, never mind. I just signed on for a project. But you wouldn't even realize that because you were so caught up in the moment. You know, we can be emotional. That brings my next point of how gender roles are evolving because men are emotional too. Now, I don't know what kind of dude y'all have dealt with, but the, from what my, what I have experienced, there are some emotional guys out there. The problem is, is that stereotypes, which I listed earlier, make guys feel like they cannot be emotional and therefore they fall into that gender role of, I cannot show emotion. I have to be hard. I have to be you know, logical. I can't think with my heart. I got to think with my brain. And honestly, there's nothing wrong but think with your brain, y'all, because sometimes we have to go back to the episode where I talked about emotions. That was a, you know, really good episode talking about why we should not think with the, you know, emotional brain. We should think with a logical brain sometimes. So it's okay for a guy to be logical in a sense, but not so logical that they can't, you know, embrace their emotions. And that's kind of where 
the gender roles come in. You know, guys are getting so comfortable with being that hard shell type person that, no, nah, I'm not showing my emotions. And then that just makes relationships and marriages harder because, you know, you have an inability to communicate what you're thinking or what you're feeling. And that just does not make sense. Now, how can gender roles affect our mental health? Lots of ways, y'all. Like, think about it. If you are a woman, go back to that example, and you make more than your man and now you have accepted the gender role that is typically of a man, like you're the breadwinner. For one, that could put a lot of pressure on you. And it could also affect your partner because he may feel insecure. He may feel self-conscious that why is my woman making more, more than me? Maybe I'm not a real man. Um, I think gender roles put a lot of pressure on us as far as our mental health goes. I even think that gender roles are evolving because women, you know, we're not as dependent as not all of us, but a lot of women, you know, we have that go get it attitude or I'm going to be independent. I'm going to, you know, do for myself. I don't need a man. That's great. I do truly believe that we should have some sense of independence, you know, independent in ourselves that we can do for ourselves and not need a man to, you know. We shouldn't be sitting around waiting for a man to marry us before we can get out of debt or, you know, pay those credit cards off or before we can get the things that we want. Like we should be able to do that for ourselves. It's okay to be financially literate, you know, without the man yet, without the husband. I just think that it can take on a toll on your mental health when you're putting, when you're succumbing to all of that pressure because society already gives us pressure enough that if you're not doing this, then you're not this. If you're not doing that, then you're not that. So if you're, you know, succumbing to that gender role, what that's that standard that's been set, then it's going to make you feel like you're doing something wrong. That is going to affect your self view of yourself. That's going to make you look at yourself in a negative self image. It's going to make you have low self-esteem. It's going to make you feel like you're never achieving anything, which also comes with imposter syndrome. And I'll do a, another episode on that to go more in detail with it. But you know, imposter syndrome is what it says in the name. Like, you you know you're doing it, but you don't feel like you're doing it. You feel like I haven't achieved yet, but you are achieving. And that's what gender roles can do. Like, gender roles can put you in that mindset of I'm not doing enough. You know, they can set unrealistic expectations on people. Same thing with a guy, you know. Like, guys can, they can definitely succumb to gender roles and it's just, it's, it can get really stressful, y'all. It can get really, really stressful. And that's why, you know, you have to do the best that you can to not buckle under the pressure of a gender role. Like you have to be able to know what you're willing to bring, what role are you willing to embrace and then go with it. You know, you just can't always go by society or cultural norms because cultural norms are not always right you know the woman doesn't always have to stay home there are stay-at-home dads and i think that that's awesome you know as long as it's a parent home <laughs> then that's all that really matters to me like don't have no nanny and stuff always in there like let kids be a relationship with the parents but if the dad want to stay at home and the woman want to go work great i just think that gender roles can kind of be unrealistic and they put strains on ourselves and as well as relationships. And that's where gender roles come in for the mental health, you know, disparity of how it just kind of affects us negatively. Now, gender roles can be a good thing because, yeah, you can, you know, learn to walk in your own identity and kind of stray away from societal norms. But 
at the end of the day, that's depending on what you think and what you feel is right. All right, commercial break is over. I took a sip of water. Let's get back to it. Um, so now let's look at it from a spiritual perspective. In the Bible, let's look at the gender roles in the Bible. There, are, The gender roles are kind of obvious in the Bible, right? You know, look at the men in the Bible. Look at Adam. Look at Abraham. Look at Joseph. Look at these men. The men were leaders in the Bible. They led the home. And the reason why is because... When we look at it from a biblical sense, and I really like the spiritual perspective of it because it's kind of helping you teach how to understand what they mean in the Bible by submission and all that stuff. In the Bible, the man and the woman talking about marriage, right? The husband is like Christ. The woman is like the church. And all of it metaphorically shows how Christ, you know, God loved the church. He cherishes the church. The church is us. The church is his people, right? And so the same way that Christ will protect the church and love the church and nourish it, the husband should nourish and protect the wife. Now, when it comes to submission, this is kind of a curse word from some women because some women be like, I don't want to submit to no man. I don't even know why, <laughs> you know, like I don't, it goes back to that independent piece that I just talked about. Like, I do think it's great that we can do for ourselves, but I don't want to do everything on my own. Like, I don't want to be the man. I want to be feminine. I want to be led. I want you to take the trash out and go put gas in the car and stuff. Like, no, I ain't got to do everything by myself. It's okay to submit, you know? And the Bible talks a lot about the wives submitting to the husband. A lot of times people kind of overlook the scriptures where it does say that the husband should be, you know, gentle and loving to the wives. It does say it. It says it multiple times. As a matter of fact, this is where I'm kind of going to go into scripture now. So a really good book of the Bible that I like, and I'm trying to make sure I get to the page is first Peter chapter three. And it starts off talking to the wives. And so it says, wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe in the word they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives your beauty should not come from outward adornment talking about like jewelries nice clothes stuff like that such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes yeah just explained it <laughs> rather it should be that of your inner self the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in god's sight for this is the way Holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. There's another scripture that says Ephesians 5 and 22. Why this means to submit to your husbands. And, you know, you see that over and over and over in the Bible, right? And so a lot of women will be like, okay, well, why I always got to submit? Or what does it mean when it says to submit? And then in Ephesians 5, in verse 23, it actually goes deeper into it where it says, For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. That's what I was just trying to explain, how it's a metaphor. It's like, you know, the perfect analogy of, Husband is like Christ. Wife is like church. He takes care of the church. The church is standing on its own. It's got to have somebody building it up and supporting it. Wives, the husband is supposed to be building you up and supporting you. 
That's really all it's saying. And with submission, this is why I love my study Bible. Y'all got it from Barnes and Nobles. You should go get you one. But it has a whole little graph that talks about submission and examples. And so when you hear submission, you should think about more than obedience. It's the avoidance of being stubborn. So let's think about it. Going back to gender roles, you know, women, we typically want security. Sometimes that means we can be stubborn. When you are submissive, that means you are getting rid of your stubbornness. Because if you think about it, y'all, stubbornness can come from pride and pride is not good. And the Bible talks about that. So if you prideful, y'all are going to butt heads talking about a husband and wife. Y'all going to butt heads every time to submit means you're not being prideful. You got to get out of your own way and be like, okay, you know what? He probably know what he talking about. Let me, you know, be quiet. Let me, you know, let him do what he got to do. Let me let him leave. Because sometimes that's really what we got to do. You know, we don't know everything. We really don't. And I think that that comes with that stubbornness and that pride. A lot of women cannot admit that we are wrong (laughs) and that we do not know it all, but we don't. And so when you submit, that means that you are avoiding being stubborn. You're avoiding being prideful. It also says resting, leaning and trusting and abandoning yourself to the Lord. So that's where it can kind of become tricky for some, but just kind of bear with me. You're not just putting all of your faith in a man, right? Because even though that's your husband and I hope that you prayed and, you know, fasted and got word that that's the man you should marry. That don't mean that, you know, he's God. It's not saying that, okay, everything that he's going to do is going to be perfect. He's still a human. He's still subjected to sin. So that's where it comes in where you got to be like, okay, I need to trust and depend on God. That's why it's important to have God at the center of relationships, because if both of y'all trust in God, then it's easy to trust the husband. Does that make sense? Like if he is so indebted to God, like he's so invested in God, it's easy to trust him because it's like trusting God. It's going back to that analogy of you're the church and he is Christ. You can depend on him because he has God in his heart. This is why marriages where God is not the center of the marriage fail. And they go through these terminless times and they may even last. They may stay married, but it ain't because it's God's will. It's because they don't want to get divorced. It's because they stubborn. It's like, no, I invested this time and we're going to stay together. Like, no. If you have God at the center of it, then it's going to work. But that's another podcast for another day. (laughs) And, you know, when it goes back to the gender roles in the Bible, a lot of wives submitted because of that fact. You know, Abraham was a man of faith. Adam was a man of faith. And even when Adam and Eve messed up because we was all mad at him, you know, Adam still took on the gender role of the provider. Like that's where it says in Genesis where, you know, he was basically talking to them after they sinned. And he was like, well, because y'all sinned, this is what's going to happen. That's when he told Eve, you know what, since you sinned, when you give birth to kids, it's going to hurt. Thanks a lot, Eve. <laughs> you know, you're going to have a period every month. That sucks. Like, and it's all because you sinned. But he also told the man, like from the sweat of your brow, you will, you know, work. That's in Genesis 3 and 19, I think. And what he means by the sweat of your brow, it means that, okay, so in order for you to eat, you're going to have to work for the rest of your life. Think about it. In garden eating, they didn't have to work. All they had to do is just tend to the garden. They was living life. Well, now you're saying, so now you got to work to eat. You got to work to live and have satisfaction. And that sucks, but, you know, that's the role that God intended. It even goes back. Gender roles started from even the very beginning of creation. Eve came out of Adam. Okay, he put him to sleep 
and you know he took his rib and he made Eve and then he woke up and he was like haha I have a wife you know so that's a gender role that's where that scripture Proverbs eighteen twenty two comes where it says that the man who finds a wife find a good thing it's because the gender role that was said in the Bible is the man is supposed to leave now do I feel like that's evolved of course going back to like I said earlier you know there are a lot of relationships now where the women are okay with taking the lead and if you are a christian like me you're you're most likely going to try to comply to what the word of god says because the word is living okay and you're going to want to be in a relationship where the man is the one taking the lead the man is the one who's setting the tone for the relationship he's the one who's making the dates he's the one who's doing this and that right not saying that you just sit back but you could contribute some because if you go to Proverbs 31, that talks about a Proverbs 31 woman. I'm definitely going to do an episode about that because there's a difference between a Proverbs 31 woman and a Proverbs 5 woman. But hey, I'm going to save that for that episode. But in that particular chapter, it talks about how hard working the woman is. You know, you just ain't sitting back. You're, you, you know, you tend into the field, which back in the day, that means you was working. So, you know, you're working. You're taking care of the children. You're being a good wife. You're not being, you know, so prevalent, always having arguments. Nobody wants to be married to that. I don't want a husband who's always trying to argue stuff. That is exhausting. Nobody want to argue all day. And if you got somebody, y'all, y'all can't seem to get it right. Y'all can't seem to get along. Why are you still in a relationship? That's all I'm going to say on that. I'm not going to give out therapy sessions today, (laughs) but like, you know, it even goes to first Corinthians seven, three. I like this verse because, you know, a lot of times people think submission means like sex wise, but even in the Bible, it says that the husband should submit sexually to the wife. You don't believe me. Let me read it. It says first Corinthians seven three, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. Look, it even says it first. It didn't even say the wife first. It said the husband, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. It's a two-way street. And that's why I like that verse because it's kind of breaking that misconception that, okay, you know, it has to be the wife always doing the, you know, the sexual needs or giving to the husband and giving to the children. No, the husband is supposed to do his job too. Go back to first Peter three in verse seven, it says husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. Because think about it, y'all. If the husband ever treats the wife with respect, if he's not considerate of her, then how is she going to submit? And I think this is where you really got to ask yourself, is compromise, you know, possible in gender roles? The answer to that, I would say is yes. Compromise, I believe, is what God wants. Because if you think about it and you go back to all the scriptures, God wants us to live in perfect harmony with one another, especially a husband and a wife. He wants you guys to take care of each other's sexual needs, each other's emotional needs, each other's financial needs, physical needs. Like he wants you to be together and be in harmony. That's why people do those wedding vows. They're not doing it just to sound pretty for better or worse in sickness and in health. You are supposed to be partners just like Adam and Eve were. And so if the husband is not considerate and the wife is, you know, non-submissive, there is no way you're going to live in harmony. So this may mean that if the wife makes more and the husband don't make as much or the husband may need to stay home, that's where you got to compromise. I don't think that it goes against the Bible to compromise gender roles because for one, as long as God is in the center of the relationship, 
And as long as God ordained the relationship, as long as it is, you know, holy and acceptable to him and pleasing to him, you're good. Okay. You're good. Now, if it's not in his will, if it's not, you know that you just picked that dude up off the street and dragged him to church. No, it's not, it's not going to work. But if you know, the relationship has gotten a center, then it's okay. And if you guys are doing what the Bible says, all it's saying is submit to each other. To be submissive doesn't mean that you have to be the damsel. Why am I messing this word up? Damsel. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to take another sip of water, y'all. <laughs> but damsel in distress. You don't have to take on that gender role to be a submissive wife. That's the biggest point that I'm trying to make. And, you know, man, yeah, you are the head of the household, but you ain't got to make more money to be the head of the household. You can make less than your wife and still lead spiritually. That means that you are praying for the wife. You're praying for the children. You are leading them. You are providing for them the best way that you can. Your wife may have more education. And I think that that's a big, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a big wedge into the whole gender role aspect, because let's just be honest. There are a lot more black educated women and white women getting their degrees too. women we're more likely to be more educated than the men because men get tired of school and i know guys who are like this they be like man i got my bachelor's i'm good i got my master's i'm good women we are the ones who are more likely to be like no nah, i'm gonna go get this phd i'm gonna go to medical school like and that's just how we are you know and that does not mean that it conflicts with what god intended in the husband and wife role, you know, because all he really wants as far as the role of the man and the woman is for he wants the man to lead and he wants the woman to be able to submit. And in the same way, he wants both the man and the woman to be able to meet each other's needs. So meeting each other's needs means compromise. I say that to say, you know, for the sake of your mental health and your spiritual health, especially if you are considering marriage or you're already married, you may have to compromise on those gender roles. Gender roles is really just, you know, placed on by culture. So it doesn't mean that it's set in stone, y'all. Okay. Now in the Bible, of course, the man, they was the one who was leading. That's why, you know, you see a lot of these Bible men characters. They were kings. They were prophets. They were, you know, they were the ones who were leading because it goes back to that analogy of God, excuse me, Christ in the church. The women, we was just, you know, the women was just waiting on their husband to come. And that's perfectly fine. But, you know, the gender role sometimes does have to be compromised because it goes back to just those practical things. Like if the wife makes more and the husband, you know, you need a parent to stay at home, maybe just be a stay at home dad. There are some men who actually want to do that. And I think it's perfectly fine. And if as long as he's still leading them spiritually and he's still doing what he needs to do, like satisfying his wife and meeting her and her needs and meeting the children's needs, then there, you know, what's the problem? What is the problem? I think that this just means that gender roles are really what we make it. You know, if you make gender roles a really big deal, then they're going to be a really big deal for the rest of your life. Don't make gender roles your God is the best point that I can make right now for this episode. Do not make gender roles God because gender roles are really what they just are, y'all. They are roles. They are set by society and because they're set by culture and society they're always going to change that's why i said it's evolving women are proposing now you know men are not working at all and the woman is working now like and it's going to change but you know for one of you a christian you know stick to the word of god live by the holy word it's a living word 
I do I do things by the book and that's okay. There are Christians who do things by the book and they're living just fine. They are doing well, okay? They have a healthy, happy, successful marriage and that is perfectly okay. Now, you know, with the gender roles as far as, you know, being nurturing and being, you know, analytical, it's okay to even, you know, fluctuate in that sense because again, you just got to think about the principle. You can still be submissive to your husband and make more than him or be a little bit more analytical than you are emotional. A man can still lead the house if he if he's a little bit more emotional or if he don't make as much as his wife. The gender role is really just more of a persona and an idea than it is a standard, okay? The standard is have God at the center of the relationship, respect one another and meet each other's needs. Compromise when it is needed. And there's a difference between compromising yourself and compromising to meet somebody at the point of their needs. Compromise yourself, that means that you're literally changing something that's like a deal breaker and you're putting it to the side because you want the relationship so bad. Do not compromise yourself. Compromising with your partner means that you meet in the middle. Okay, you wanted spaghetti, I wanted fish. There's... <laughs> And I'm just, I just use that example because I'm thinking of a post with somebody like spaghetti is, you know, it's a, not a meal, it's a side dish. So it's like, okay, compromise, make spaghetti a side dish and then have fish. There you go. Y'all both get the best of both worlds. That's compromise. Like y'all meet in the middle, right? So, you know, it's a lot of cooking, but hey, it's compromise. And nobody's having to change themselves drastically to meet each other's needs. So really, y'all, all in all, I say this for this episode, okay? Gender roles should not be the end-all be-all of, you know, how your relationship works. You need to be able to be flexible enough to know that gender roles are evolving and that even if they evolve, it's okay and they can still be pleasing to God as long as the wife is submissive, the guy is leading the household, you both have God at the center. Please do not forget that. That's the most important part. God has to be at the center of the relationship. It doesn't even... It makes no sense if he's not in the center of the relationship, okay? He has to be at the center of the marriage, okay? And then, as long as he's at the center, the gender roles will work themselves, they'll work themselves out, seriously. Like, it'll, you'll be able to compromise and create a balance. And I think balance is important. Like, the woman should not be the only one who's doing everything in the marriage or the relationship. The guy should not be the one who's doing everything in a marriage or relationship. And sometimes there's been a misconception of gender roles that the guy has to do everything. He has to be the one who is, you know, pleasing the wife, like happy wife, happy life, that whole thing. I hate that quote. That is stupid. Men got to be happy too. The husband got to be happy too. Go back to 1 Corinthians 73. Bible says it. Not only should the husband fulfill his wife's needs, she got to fulfill his needs too. So let's just throw that quote. I don't want to hear that no more. Happy wife, happy life. No, husband's got to be happy too and wife got to be happy. So, you know, create a balance with one another. Figure out, you know, okay, so what what do I want to see myself in a gender role? I think that that's another thing as far as mental health-wise and spiritual-wise. You got to evaluate yourself. So what can I see myself doing that's okay in a relationship or in a marriage? And what can I see myself that I, or what can I not see myself doing is what I'm trying to say. Like, what do I feel like? Nah, I just ain't doing that. Like for me, you know, with my gender role, I'm not proposing to no man. I'm so sorry. I'm not proposing. <laughs> like for the women who do it, great sis, more power to you, but I'm not doing that. Like you can do, you can have that. 
he is going to get on his knees. I got bad knee anyway. <laughs> like, if you need to put some knee pads on, you can. But he's going to propose. I'm not proposing. And even with the gender role, if I make more than him, that's not a deal breaker. Shoot, we're going to have a conjoint income. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. Okay? We're going to have a conjoint income anyway. That's fine. You know? Now, I don't want nobody who's, there is a certain amount that I'm thinking of, but even then, it's like, if, as long as you work, if you work and you bring home a paycheck, we can make it work, okay? It doesn't have to be a whole, you make more than me, I make more than you thing. And that's just me speaking on my gender role. And even thinking about, you know, with the parenting styles, like I am very nurturing and I love children. So that's going to be a given to me to be very home oriented. Now, that doesn't mean I want to stay at home. I still want to work, but again, there could be compromise. I could work from home, especially with the field I'm in and how it's evolving so much. And there are therapists who are doing sessions from home and stuff and making just as much money, especially when I do private practice, we can actually make that work beautifully. So there's so much in my gender role, you know, when I think about what I'm willing to take on and what I'm not willing to take on, it can work out. And then all I would need to do, you know, when my husband comes, we just have that conversation like, okay, so as far as you being a husband, me being a wife, what's going to work, what's not going to work? Because at the end of the day, me having the conversation is still submission. I'm putting away my stubbornness, going back to what submission means when it says in the Bible, I'm not being stubborn. I'm not being prideful. I'm being open. I'm communicating and I'm resting and leaning and trusting on God because he's at the center of our marriage. I ain't having no marriage without God in the center. So anybody who comes to me and even tries to date, if you are not God oriented bye, get out of my face, that's just not going to work out. It's just, it's not. And you know, that's still me being submissive, whether, you know, the gender role makes sense to culture or not. I'm still being submissive. He's still going to be leading. Cause I ain't giving nobody who needs me to lead. I'm not leading. That's another thing in my gender role. I'm not leading the relationship. I'm not going to be the, you know, one who's, directing the household you are the man you're going to direct this household you gonna tell us what's going what it is and what it ain't <laughs> basically like you are the one who's leading and because you trust God I trust you enough to let you lead that's really where all that comes from that's why you got to get a man who has God's you know best interest like he has to have God in his heart not somebody who just goes to church to impress girls or somebody who wants the label and not the lifestyle basically but again you know like i said we got plenty of podcast episodes you know, to go deeper into that stuff but yeah as far as gender roles i would encourage all listeners to kind of look at yourselves do some self you know some introspection do some self-reflecting and ask yourself like okay so if i'm not married yet or if i'm thinking about getting married or if i'm dating and i'm thinking about dating or anything like what am i willing to to have as my gender role in a relationship and is it still aligning with especially if you know you're a christian is it still aligning with what god wants you know women are we still being submissive men are we still leading are we still meeting each other's needs those are the main three points you know have god at the center be submissive lead meet each other's needs and then in that case the gender roles will work themselves out have that balance guys we made it to the very end thank you guys so much for just sticking with me i actually enjoyed this episode i think it was a really good topic and i just enjoyed talking to you guys about it definitely but don't forget to rate 
this podcast five stars, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out the Wise Words website, the blogs that coincide with the different episode topics. And also, do not forget to share this podcast with somebody who you feel like it could encourage or bless or give knowledge to. Definitely share with the link that you know is on social media. Now, for you guys who have questions or thoughts or you know any comments about today's episode, you can please feel free to hit me up on social media with your questions or suggestions. Oh, that actually rhymes. <laughs> wow how did I do that questions or suggestions okay <laughs> so yeah if you have either one of those hit me up on social media but thank you guys so much just for your continued support it's Sunday it's cold outside turn the heat on get some firewood I need to get some myself <laughs> from my fireplace I have been procrastinating on that for so long but for real you guys until the next episode thank you guys so much and happy holidays enjoy your week